Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, I have now started up my own events company where I'll be bringing guests from all over the world for a live interview, meet and greet and questions from the audience. My first guest will be undefeated boxer Joe Kozagi. Tickets are on sale now for the event in Glasgow on the 29th of January 2022. You can click the link in the description or go on to Eventbrite Type in Jokel's Aggie Glasgow and purchase your tickets there. I will hopefully see you all soon for what's going to be an amazing night. Boom, we're on. And today's guest, we've got another dirty Sancho legend, Pancho. How are we? Is it Mike Pancho Lockie? What is your Mike Pancho Lock. Is it Lock? Yeah, it's a silent E. Yeah, is yeah. it? Scottish would call it Lockie. <laughs> I'll be honest, do you know what? I, 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 I've been called worse. <laughs> I've been called farmers. How have you been, my brother? I've been very well indeed. Very well, very well. No, it's good to see you, man. You too, my friend. Good to you see too. You, right? Thanks for having us on. No, legend in the game, like I say. Absolute nutcases back in the day. I've had the main man, Matthew Pritchard, on. Now I've got yourself. It's, um, it's a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. And like, you know, we put like Pritchard's a bit of a hard task masker as well, need to try and live up to. Do you know what I mean? You know, Forrest Gump himself. <laughs> yeah, he's doing well with all the fitness stuff. Yeah, eh? yeah he's a great man. Do you know what? It's like the utmost respect. Dirty mm-hmm. Sanchez, mate, absolute legends for what he's done, what he's achieved, not just in Wales, but all around the UK, even worldwide. I know he's went everywhere with it. He's um, kindly set, to set the benchmark for the mad shit, which is, uh, I love that stuff. Like, I'm very dark-humoured, and for what you've done, you kind of took it to another level from um, Jackass, but you can, like I say, he's adored, loved, and it's good to have you on. It's great to be on, and um, yeah. Yeah, we were told that like, we made Jackass look like the Teletubbies, so, you know, I love Jackass, you know, but uh, Sanchez, yeah, at times he went completely off the scale. <laughs> I always go back to where to start with my guest brother, where you grew up and how it all began. Brought up in Batalbet, the eldest brother of three. Yeah, and then, yeah, um, 
yeah, just an average upbringing, you know, like working class. Yeah. What was your school and stuff like? My school. Yeah. yeah, my school was all good, man. It, like, believe it or not, like it wasn't until Sanchez that I ever got bullied. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, you know, like football and stuff took football to a level. And then, yeah, skateboarding and stuff kicked in. And yeah, I had to make a conscious decision whether to pursue skateboarding as opposed to like football, which was, you know, it was really going off and stuff. But I was having more fun, you know, playing football and whatnot than I flies in my head now. <laughs> yeah, I was having more fun, you know, uh, skateboarding. So, um, yeah, I had a chat with the old man and he said, Mike, do what you love. And next thing you know, I'm traveling around Europe with, you know, Pritch, uh, two Brummies and a guy from my stick yeah, when I was 15. Like on one of those yearly passport things. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, a young age, but how was that experience for you going through that? To it, was, it was great. It was before I did like the old Benadon with the boys type mm -hmm. thing, you know. And um, yeah, it really broadened my horizons. And you know, I was quite fortunate as a child to to travel and stuff, you know, with the folks and whatnot. But um, when you go solo, you know, but don't get me wrong, I had to earn, you know, that right. You know, there was two paper rounds. And when I went to my dad, I said, look, dad, you know, I've, you know, I've got 90 quid, yeah? And he was like, well, look, I'll give you a 50 on top, I got, and I went away for 10 days around Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's still a young age to then be thinking about doing that stuff, to be trying to spread your wings and make something yeah, of your life. Yeah, no, but it was, it, was, it was all about just exploring skateboarding. You know, Matthew, uh, well... Matthew and Dink, you know, especially Matthew, like he set the bar so high with skateboarding. At that moment in time, he was probably, well, if, if like without doubt, one of the best in Europe, if not the best. Is that how good he was, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's really, you know, with Matthew, you know, he takes everything to the extreme, you know. Like, I know you, you went into that subject, you know, on mm -hmm. the podcast, but he genuinely, yeah. Yeah, that crazy mentality. Yeah, yeah, it's like all or nothing, you know. He really goes for it. And, yeah, that was the same skateboarding, yeah. so... How was your family upbringing? Mum, dad, brothers, how was that life? Yeah, it was It was all good, yeah. It was, just, yeah, all good. Dad's, you know, like, worked in the steel... Uh, well, he worked in Metal Box. We emigrated to South Africa when I was, like, three. So I lived there till I was three, till five. Yeah, two younger brothers. My middle brother's a lawyer. Yeah. And my youngest brother's a Sparky in the Steelworks, which I'm sure you passed on the way down. I did pass that. I was like, what the fuck is that? I thought something was on fire. <laughs> it's just an crazy <laughs> metropolis. So it was either that or else you were smoking up a big blunt. I was, I, yeah, I, was, I was just coming round the bend. I was like, something's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smoke signals. Yeah, in it, yeah. Well, that might have something to do with my growth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All that sulfur, maybe. What's it? Uh, is your brothers and that, what are they all like, fitness-wise? And Simon's, um, my middle brother, Simon, you know, he's a um, good rugby player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 he did, he did really well. Chris, yeah, you know, he dabbled in sports and stuff, but, you know, he just settled down, two, two children, he's happy. Simon, he's got three boys under the age of five. And he... Shagger? <laughs> oh, it's someone in the lock gene, man. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, but, um, 
yeah, Simon's flat out. Yeah, yeah, he's done it. He's done a few um, like half marathons and stuff. You know, in good time. Yeah. But like he's had an injury recently, so, so yeah. quite an athletic family as well. So how did you? Were you a baller at the football? Yeah, winger. No, I was uh, I was I was in the boiler room, man. Well, like, you're the centre mid, yeah, center yeah. Mid. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling the strings, yeah, like orchestrating, like uh-huh. yeah, like Jan Mulby, was. yeah, yeah, and Iesta. <laughs> no, that centre of gravity, mm-hmm. but I, like I was surrounded by good football players. Do you know what I mean? Like Fuzzy and stuff. They were tall guys, you know. So like, like they knew when to go, and like we used to feed off each other, and mm-hmm. yeah. It was a great unit, man. How did you go on in the centre mid, though? Did people try and bully their way? With yeah, they tried way, to, but yeah. like when Hammerhead comes into play, you know what I mean? It's like this Caranium, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I like, yeah, to try and orchestrate it, you know? What did you do for work? Well, yeah. when, when, when I left school, I did an apprenticeship with Sony's. Did you? Uh, yeah, 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 in, uh, in Bridgend. Um, mechanical engineering. Yeah, got to the third year and they wanted to change it to Mechalek. And yeah, I basically discovered Escape, which is a nightclub, a notorious nightclub in Swansea. So my focus wasn't so much on the college, it was more on partying. And yeah, I didn't actually complete that course. So, nah, just did you go off the rails at an early age? Yeah, you could say, yeah. What do you think kicked that off? Just young, daft? Just young, naive, and very, very stupid, yeah. yeah I was the same, man, just fucking ripped you know, ass out. I'm still the same, but obviously... Yeah, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I think, I think we come from, like, like a similar kind of background, yeah. you know? It's, um, you know, it's, you know, like, it's a learning curve, and life <laughs> is a learning curve. Every day you know, but good. I'm like a boomerang, like, I'm like, come on now, this time, like, you must learn this time, yeah. maybe, maybe. It's difficult, change isn't easy, but it can be done, that's the beautiful thing about it, like, yes. we're all fuck about, we just don't know what's going on in life, like, we just don't know, honestly, it's like, just one big game in my eyes. Have you ever stuck to a, a proper job? Did you ever have anything? Yes, that- indeed, I did, like, basically, I was still living with my folks at the time, so I got back home, and I was like, right, you know, the apprenticeship's gone. The old man went, he said, you got a week to get a job, otherwise you're out the house. So I stuck a shitty factory job out for three months, which was really hard work. But then, in the meantime, I managed to get a job as a quality engineer, working for a Japanese firm. And that, in itself, yeah, that was that was good money then, you know, be good money now. Also, yeah. How hard is it to get out of like, Wales? It's quite small populations, quite small areas. Like, do you feel it's quite condensed? Like, there's not uh, much happening? Yeah, well, like, like you know, in, in the meantime, you know, like, well, further on, you know, like I moved to Bristol and stuff. Doing what? But that, but that, was, that was actually working with autistic uh, children. Oh, that's good, man. Taking them to extreme classrooms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How was and that? I'm, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, apart from bringing up my own kids. Yeah, how many kids you got? Uh, two. How old? Two daughters, yeah. Yeah, I've got a daughter. Uh, She's loving me. Yeah, yeah, they grow up too fast. <sighs> too fast, and I like, hitting that age, 11, 12, 13. Like, mm, yeah, fucking, yeah. Well, it makes yeah. you see the world differently. Listen, I treated women like shit. Like, I was a player back in the day, but then you get a daughter, you kind of... Your whole outlook changes. Well, yeah, because you you know what we, guys you know, are like. What guys are like, yeah, bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's testing times, but um, yeah, they're good kids. That's yeah, the main thing. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah, she walked away with twelve GCSEs. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, good on her. Which is a lot more than what I did. She must get her brains from her mum then. Or maybe the postman. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, when did so? How the fuck did you end up in Dirty Sanchez? Then what? What? what how did that start? That, that that mad journey. That mad journey began when I was maybe thirteen. Like myself and a good mate, Jan Purchase, we used to skate locally and stuff. And we were looking in magazines and we could see, like, oh, Pritchard, Cardiff, like, you know, all of that. So one day we went up to Cardiff. Like, as we turned right and walked up the hill, Pritch and all the crew were all there. Like, and we just, like, got a little bit starstruck. I'm not going to lie, man. Pritch is still a dickhead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were skating up at uh, the top of the railway station, and, um, yeah, we just hit it off, man. Like, you know, it was one of those things, and they showed us all the spots. It was like, oh, we'll, like, we'll meet up, you know, this time next weekend, and then, like, Pritch had a pager, and so it was like, all oh, right, page me, like, if you want to skate, you know, or whatever. And, yeah, things just manifested from there, and, you know, Skateboarding basically took over my life. How good were you? I, I was all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Made, yeah, made the magazines, and yeah. but more importantly, I had a lot of fun, and I loved pushing myself. You know, is that you know, you... like you know, the body is you know, oh. it doesn't heal too good. What's that with? That's from skateboarding. Yeah, just landing on your elbow, popping your shoulder, and stuff. What kind of injuries? Other injuries have you had? Um, touch wood. Apart from that, not um, like ankles, broken fingers, broken toes, uh, desiccated knee, but like, you know, nothing as severe as that. Yeah, that's fucking dodgy, that. Yeah, it's a, there's a dodgy fucking, it's <laughs> a dodgy yeah, surgeon yeah. on this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did Pritchard do that? <laughs> <laughs> I do question myself at times. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, like you said, touch wood, that was the worst one. But, um, yeah, the worst thing was there was, a, like, a nurse on, and I went to a school that had, a, like, a sixth form, and she was on, like, work placement. I'm off my head on morphine, and I needed, like, a bedpan thing. I couldn't get out of bed. I was, like, basically trapped in this morphine thing. And she came along. Yeah, and I had to, yeah, put in the bedpan. <laughs> yeah. And then I did like like I was I I think I was like the the, the second year of school and she was just leaving it was just mm-hmm. yeah it was quite, quite awkward <laughs> <laughs> but the night side is funny yeah right now. how did then so what, how was our whole outlook when you started forming your little gang and then getting the call to then make programs were you recording stuff before yeah yeah but like of course you know like there was there was people like Danny who. Um, was documenting PMXing and stuff, and he's an absolute legend. Dikey also, you know, he, you know, he, he was more chilled on the skate, and he was doing a media degree, and then you know, Dayton would always have the camera on. So initially, you know, it started off just being like South Wales skateboarding scenes, you know, like a scene video, just showcasing what like what we got in South Wales, and then. Things just brewed up, and then 
we discovered alcohol and yeah and then there was like Pritchard versus Dayton which is based off a Yankee thing Rodney versus Day One and yeah myself and Dan got involved and yeah like Dan just well Dan is Dan the rest is history yeah and yeah it just manifested and yeah, FHM, I believe, got a hold of a copy of Pritchard vs. Taken because that was sh- like sold in all the skate sh- uh, shops in the UK. And then a researcher from MTV contacted Pritch. And I remember Pritch ringing me up, and I was on this Motorola mobile phone, like, all right? I was skating down the road, like, uh, and he's like, oh, they want to do a show on MTV. I'm like, fuck off, man. Fuck off. You're wasting my battery. Like, I think. <laughs> like a Dom Jolly type yeah. moment. Like that. And then, yeah, he just pursued and pursued. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then the train tickets came through the door to go to Camden. And, yeah. What age were you? I was 22. And then that's when the madness began. How were you accepted doing the skateboarding stuff? Because I know Pritchard says it wasn't as big then. So it was kind of like outcast. Yeah, for, for me, right? And this this is an honest God's uh, story. Because we were like skateboarding. It was like seen as a, a rebellious, you know, uncool thing. You know, now it's in the Olympics and you've got all the corporates and stuff behind it. But at that moment in time, it was like... There was people in my school, like, all right. And especially after, I, like I said, you know, the football stuff, because I was going to commit to skateboarding, you know, one or two of them would try and have a go. But they knew that I was fucking better than me in football. But they didn't, like, they tried to have a pop, like that. And fast forward, you know, you know 20 odd years, I was in a pub in Batalbot, and one of them came up to me and he was like, hey, Lockie. How do you get our show on MTV, but And I was just like, do you remember that piece of wood with eight with eight holes and four wheels? That's what got us the fucking show. Let me buy you a pint. Fuck off. Jog on. Yeah. Do you know what? If you, like, if you can't accept someone through there, are. And do you know what? Like, to be fair, like, are my friends, you know, and people around me, but, you know, I, I like, I, I'm from a small town, you know, it's very much different to Pritch, you know? Yeah, but you know there was like the odd thinking knobhead. You're gonna get that no matter what you do. Yeah, in life. of course you do in life. You know, like you know, there's good and bad in everyone. You yeah. know, but it was just one of those moments. I was just like, look, remember that skateboard? Yeah, that's what got me into fucking MTV. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to know then. Now fuck off. Yeah, jog on. But it was you your know? first video you done for Jack? Eh, uh, for Jackass? Fuck, I'm not promoting those bastards <laughs> for Dirty Sanchez. Um. Can you remember? Yeah, the first, well, the first stuff that got us the pilot was, um, yeah, it was Pritchard versus Dayton. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was what was going through your mind doing it, or were you thinking just a bit of fun? Did you realise how big it was going to get? I don't know. I was probably half asleep most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, like, there was there was no pre-planning. There was, like, everything that happened was, was completely organic. Yeah, it wasn't contrived. You know, when we went to MTV, they wanted to call it Pop Idol, uh, Shock Idol, sorry. Yeah. And we're like, nah, 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 nah. And yeah, you know, the name came about. And in hindsight, yeah, we should have like retained the name because the bastards owe us a lot of money. 
What does what is Dirty Sanchez? Who picked the name and where does it come from? I don't even think I asked Pritchard that. You'll have to Google what Dirty Sanchez means. Yeah. Uh, Joyce, came up with yeah. I don't even, I'm surprised I didn't It's a sexual manoeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're for a fucking... And there's no happy ending with it, you know? <laughs> well, no, well, not for the lady, you know? I, I don't know, it depends, it depends on where you mm. rock, you know? But I, mm. yeah, yeah, he wouldn't be happy for the lady, yeah. How, how but, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we like, yeah, we need, yeah, we need, yeah. Google it, James. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to when I was 22. I remember going to the Blinkin or like Holiday Inn or wherever we were at. And there was a dial up internet. And I had to Google it and then mm. just went back to the elephant's head in Camden. Thinking, oh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, of course I know what it is. I got the moment in time. I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I don't even... I, won't go, I definitely need to Google it fucking now. <laughs> well, how was it then? A young kid, young skateboarder from Wales to then getting put into the limelight, MTV, massive name. Everybody's wanting a piece of you. How does that affect you? <sighs> to be honest, like, you know, being with the likes of, like, Matthew Dayton... Yeah, especially Pritch, you know, it was, there was always like limelight and stuff. And, you know, Dane set up a company that I eventually turned like pro and stuff on called Kill City. And um, so we'd like, we were getting people like coming up to us in the skate world, but it's nothing like prepare you for like walking down the street and just people coming on to you. And it's, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, it was you know, yeah, going out the ordinary, shall we say? Did but um, can that become tiresome? Well, at the end of the day, you know, if people if people are willing to watch a show, then you you got to respect them. You put yourself in opposition. You have to rock with it. You have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it like so. Yeah, it just you know it was. Like the Tampax actors say, take everything in your stride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, um, yeah, it was definitely a shock to the system, and but in a good way. Yeah, obviously you meet Norbeds out there who want to try and, you know, if you're in the pub and whatever, you know, to try and out-comp you, but, you know, thankfully, you know, they, they were few and far between. Is that the difficult thing, though? Because obviously your character... Like you were a, a little bastard when you were drunk and that. Like you caused a lot of shit, even though like when you fell asleep and stuff, you got the hair and that shit. But you caused a lot of shit. Did, did, is that hard to them people thinking you're that character twenty four seven? When people expect to see you, what you're on the TV to what you see in the yeah, pub. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I've I've had I've had football like professional football players who I'm not going to mention come up with like fifty sambukas and say like down them all, down them all, down them all. I will give you 5G, and I'm like, look, man, I'm an actual human being, like, do you know what I mean? You know, like, don't get me wrong, I like, or I used to like to get very inebriated, but that's not the real me. The real me is, like, quite a secluded person, I'll be honest with you. You know, I'm like a mellow, like, character. You know, don't get me wrong, if someone takes your eyebrows off, have you ever, have you ever tried going to the bank manager yeah, with your yeah, eyebrows off? Yeah. I feel like that. So you feel like, you feel like, you feel like um, uh, an Eastern European orphan, you know, like, yeah, um, yeah, like the industry, it's not so good in that, you know. It's, it, you know it's, it's not good, man. So therefore, there is going to be a reaction. But I am a very placid person, you know. It's like at those moments in times, if you get fucked with, 
you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, because Pritch was saying, you know, just give him 20 minutes and then he's in La La Land, you know, but it, it got to the point, like, all right, we got purposely kicked off a tour bus with the pepper spray and stuff, yeah, which almost like the bus driver, he was like, oh, he said, I've been on tour with Anthrax, all his death metal, I, I don't even know the half the name, so um, he said, I've never experienced anything like you guys. And he was like, ah, get off my fucking bus. We were like, ah, yes. So we like, we end up in Rome, like, ah, check into a hotel. I'm like, yes, my own room. Like, ah. Went to bed. The boys only just went like that, right. Oh, Mike Glock, room 902 or whatever. You know, I can't, I can't remember the specifics. So even when, I, like, I was trying to, like, chill out, do you know what I mean? It was just nonstop. So therefore, therefore, there is going to be a reaction, and just like with, you know, with with the cacti, like myself and Pritch had been awake all night in Vegas, the cactus went into the back of Pritch's head, he flung it out, you always flung it, he had me right there, and yeah, I flipped out, and I did, yeah. I smacked him. That could have took your eye out, though. It could, yeah, exactly. An, an inch, Pritchard, you bastard. Pritchard, a fucking wanker. <laughs> Is, um, I, I, I remember that when you stuck it on his head. And then he threw it, that's right, I remember uh, yeah, that. Yeah, but it wasn't me you actually yeah, put it on his head. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That, that could have fucking took your eye out. Yeah, it was super close. It was like this choya cactus, uh, or cacti. Because you've been close a few times. What was the one... You jumped in the pool with the, the marine gear on and you oh, nearly drowned. Mate, yeah, I completely underestimated that. <laughs> and we were just like recovering. We were recovering from brands and stuff. And um, yeah, like with the schedule with MTV at that moment in time, things got fast-tracked and um, like there was no like recovery period or like time to chill with your loved ones and whatnot. So, yeah, instead of being a fortnight off, it got fast-tracked for it. It was just like four days. But then going down there, I was very ill-prepared for, you know, I just thought, yeah, well, yeah, you just jump off a 10-metre diving board, touch the ground, push off. I'm a fairly confident swimmer. But the thing is, I went off the board and I didn't touch the flaming ground. My, like, tippy-toes got in. Like, oh. So I'm like, yeah. So I don't reach the surface, and therefore I'm like, right, just stay, just stay calm, Mike. Just stay calm. You get to the top. No. But um, yeah, it didn't quite work out like that. So, <laughs> yeah, one lifeguard came in, two lifeguards came in. Yeah, I think it was four in total. Yeah, and too much time spent underwater. Did you nearly die? No, I wouldn't say like, but it was. It was a real horrid experience. And like if people say, you know, it's a good way to die drowning, I beg to differ. No, fuck that, man. <laughs> so what was it that kept you under the water? The boots? No, it was basically not touching the like you know, kicking uh-huh. off from the you know, from the like the bottom of the pool, if you like. So you couldn't spring? You so couldn't... I couldn't, like, I didn't get any spring load. Like, so what I should have got is gone in with an ultimate bomb. And then, and then, like, yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't think me and the Marines are cut out, to be honest. I was all right to carry in Pritch, you know. But, um, yeah. How many times have you been branded? Just the once. And what happened? 
Right, well, basically, it was my 25th birthday, and we were in uh, New Galles, Arizona, with a lot of cowboys and stuff. Um, yeah, so we decided to go over to New Galles, Mexico. We went over there, and, you know, in, in Latin America, Sanchez is massive, yeah? So, like, we're walking down the street, and people just come out, out to the bars of the cat, you know, Joycey, Dayton, Pancho, you know, and uh, tequila, 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 tequila. Oh, yeah, well, like, like all the shenanigans, you know, you know the score. Yeah. And then we went back over the border and Jimbo, he was like, well, you be branding my cattle all week. So now we got something for you. And he came up with a gleason. DS and like that. Dayton locked himself in the car, <laughs> completely shitted. I was up to you. I was like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Pritch is like, oh, yeah, man, let's do this shit. Like, all right, let's fucking have it. Like, let's have it proper. And like, Matthew being Matthew, you know, like, uh, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Like, you know, he's, he was there, he was in, he was there, right, from the, from the gecko. So, like, top off, fucking, I was like, Pritch Dunlock, man, he was just like, and he was like a sizzling pork fucking steak, okay, right? And then he pulled out this other one. So I did a similar thing. It's just like, you know, with injections and stuff, I can't look at them. So like the brand thing, I had to look away and it just went, and then Joycey, trying to be Joyce, he was like, dancing in front, going off on one, like, oh, so he just like had all these pitter-patter little, like burns and stuff, but I remember having a phone call off Pritch and he said, How's your brand, man? And I was like, Not good. And I remember buying these cargo shots, not these ones, but um, a reputable make. Like, and when I was on the plane, I was, it was starting to seep through, you know, the brands. You know, it's probably one of the gnarliest things that and stingy nettles. Is that your worst time experience in Dirty Sanchez? Um, I, I don't know. The list probably goes on. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, like the dildos in my hands. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. That's fucking funny. Oh, 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 Robocock. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That. The sailor taping the dildos to your hand and the, the fucking the lock round your neck. The bastards. Yeah, but the thing is, like, my old man's name... God bless him. Like I was was David Lock, so I was like, I've got a D Lock around my neck. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and the first time in Scotland, Matthew had it wrong earlier. No, no, like no. The first time was in Belfast, and Joyce swallowed the key. I did wait for him to shit it out, but then they did it in Scotland. Yeah. And with a lot of, like, rattling, I, I barricaded my fucking door in the house. I thought I was safe, like, do you know what I mean? But the bastards came in through the window, didn't they? So it was like, whatever I went, it was like, no, I couldn't put my head down in, like, peace at all. But why did you, how can you fall asleep? You, once you sleep, you fucking sleep. Like, I'm, one, one noise, I'm, I'm fucking on guard. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm standing man. up, but you're out. Yeah, I, I, I think I struggle with, like, sleep apnea and stuff. Like, I just go into a mad, mad sleep. 
perfect for shows like Dirty Sanchez then, eh? Well, I, I suppose, I suppose it definitely like suited the cause of the time. <laughs> uh, but but, but that, you know, that doesn't sum me up as a person. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I did gnarly shit. You know, we all did gnarly shit. You know, it's, you know, there's all sorts of courses. It, you know, it's like, like Joyce, man. He, he his shock value is, you know, tremendous. You know, there's nothing. You know. You think of the grossest thing and in like Joyce is like, oh, I'll give it a go. How was the paintballs and stuff though? Did you go through that or was it just Pritchard? Yeah, we all did. In the you first. all went through the first one? The first yeah, in the first one, one yeah, uh, yeah. First series. Like how, that's fucking sore. Yeah, because one night my little fucking wiener, like, I right, it would like skim the ball back, right? And yeah, it was... Yeah, naked paintball, and I would say, yeah, that's probably a bit one of the, the like the worst, mm-hmm. the, like definite. Yeah, like you had to do like the walk of shame going through. Yeah. yeah. But when you're talking about it, you're smiling as if you missed the pain as well. But do you know what? I, I do you know what? I like I'm I'm not a fighter or anything by any means. I'm not a tough man. I'm a mellow fucking person, but. Do you know what? There's some there's some pain which is quite nice. Isn't it? Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that mean. Make, if that makes any sense, you know, like well, of course it makes sense, you know. Yeah, Pancho's S and M club coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> Going through that the experience though, and becoming the name that he's did, like, is was it a good feeling? How did family members and stuff treat you as well? Were they proud, like? Oh, but I, well, my mother was like, you know, oh, it's like watching a car crash, Michael. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't want to look, but you will look. And my father, after, right, we're like basically, Pritch turned up with his girlfriend at the time at my parents' house, yeah, because uh, the producer at the time wanted to interview my parents and whatnot, yeah. So. Um, they turned up. Pritch had been awake all night. Yeah, bottle of vodka and a cranberry juices, and and my old man's Wrangler jacket, but with the sleeves cut off. Yeah, so like that was the first ever introduction my parents had, right? And my old man's, I guess, that guy looks like Freddie Boswell out of bread. <laughs> so like we started laughing, and then like like me and Pritch were just getting like having a laugh, and they were trying to do interviews. So I was like, oh, like, you know, let's go, let's go over like the, the the local pub and stuff. And Pritch rocks in, and people had never seen anything like Iron Patrol, but you know, it was just like straight, you know, out of the fucking Brady Bunch, yeah. And uh, yeah, we went back, and like my father had had a few wines at the time, so that we doing the slapsies thing. So, fast forward a week, I mean, like my dad had a, like a pretty good job in the steelworks at the time. So the morning meeting, and we're like, "Oh, Dad, we saw you on TV last night." And he went, "Oh, it's not one of my stupid son's programs." Eh? He went, "No, Sir Trevor Macdonald," and we'd got accused of being like happy slapping. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Mike, every waiver I've signed is going out the fucking window. There's no chance I can ever buy for this. And I was like, oh, we've been stitched up. Like, we've been stitched up. And you know what? Like, I, I was unaware of it at the time as well. But, uh, 
yeah, so the old man, he had his own opinion. But, um, yeah, all in all, like, the family's response was good. Yeah. yeah. But, again, it's a, it's a massive thing. It's something that you probably enjoyed. Like, what's the most you miss about it? Well, so, um, well, basically, just like anyone else at this moment in time, you know, like, I, I miss, like, travelling and exploring and, you know, meeting new people, you know. Um, yeah, skateboarding. But, you know, like, things are so busy at the moment, you know, like, with, you know, with other stuff. Yeah, you don't get much time to skateboard. But, uh, yeah, the travelling aspect, definitely miss. The camaraderie between the boys, you know? Mm-hmm. It's great, you know, it's great for a while, but then, you know, like, we're like, I like my own bed, I like my own house, you know, I like I like just the basic creature comforts. Yeah. Like to get into a deep sleep without getting your fucking eyebrows whipped off. <laughs> That's exactly right, James. <laughs> How many times did you get your hair shaved? Well, as you can see, I'm unemployed. Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I I couldn't even tell you like a lot, of, like too many. Because you had a good too thing. many, even yeah. even even Howard Marks had me at the end. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like I thought me and Howard were good mates, but uh, yeah, there was yeah, Imac and stuff, and the eyebrows went. Yeah, because when like the kids were getting born, I was like, boys, I don't want photos of me without eyebrows. You know, mm-hmm. it was like one of those. Yeah. yeah. How is that? Like, obviously, you're doing it for like cameras and stuff as well. But there must have been times you're thinking, "Fuck me, this is." This is, does it ever become hard work as well? Or do you just go, do you know what? We're making a show and we're, we're becoming successful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, probably a combination of both, if it's certainly the truth. You know, because, you know, people think tour bus life, you know, is great and whatnot. But you try living, sleeping, eating, you know, you, you're only getting like, you know, two showers a week, you know, unless you go to some dodgy service station in fucking Germany or whatever. Yeah, with somebody looking through the wall having a <laughs> wank. <laughs> I don't know what kind of service station oh, that is. Uh, well, you be, you, you be to them. Like, <laughs> it's only service oh, stations oh, I, I go to. I, I like gl- glory old James. Yeah, yeah, no. Why do you think I'm on the road so much? <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, but um, yeah, and like tour, tour life, it wasn't like after a while, it really took its toll, like, you know, on all of us. And as much as I love the guys, you know, and, you know, like, very, you know, sincere friends, you know, after a while, you know, it's just like being on a rugby or football tour, you know? It's, you know, like, a, you need that time, you know, to... to recharge. Yeah, to recharge. And, yeah. How long were you on the road for? Oh, we, like... <laughs> Yeah, um, like two months. At a time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No break. Mm. And people might think that's not long, but I'm on the road for three, four days sometimes a week, and I'm fucked when I get home. I'm drained. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it might not sound like a long period of time, but when you're trying to sleep with one eye open, yeah. and you don't know when to chill, and it's just like, yeah, you're just eating, like, shitty baguettes and stuff all around Europe. Like, look, this might sound as if I'm complaining, because... I'm not complaining about a single inch of it, right? I have no regrets in life. You know, it was rock and roll, it was timeless, and that's what made us who we are. And, like, we respected it, you know? What was it? Who who took the line? Was it Pritchard? What did he take a line of? 
Vinegar or something, or what was it he took a, he took a line of something? Oh, we had like a metre of mustard powder. Mustard powder, yeah, we, yeah. We thought it was wasabi. We, like, we tried what was that like? Wasabi? Yeah. Well, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think? <laughs> I huh? need to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that burn oh, the you nose of you? Yeah, you burnt your fucking... A metre of mustard, I think, was the biggest attempt. But then we used to do like punters challenges, but uh, yeah, it didn't uh, really work out. Did you have a team behind you to say, look, you can't do that because you can die? Or was it just a case of, fuck it, let's go? Do you know what? There were Glaswegian ones who came down, right? And we called him Begby. And he was more nuts than us, right? We used to just sign everything, like high risk, high risk, and post it under his door, yeah? But then... Yeah, we had other health and safety people and, like, you know, good people. Yeah? Like, you know, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't want to jeopardise any professionalism. But, um, yeah, the Mancunian, you know, he he was great. You know, like, we rocked with him, we partied with him. We're still friends to this day. But, like, everything, high risk, high risk, you know, it was, yeah. Yeah, everything dodgy then, but <laughs> well, you you got you got to yeah. you got to tick those boxes. What's the one thing you would have loved to have done when Dirty Sanchez was at his prime? Did you ever have any pranks that you'd have you kind of just missed out on? Or do you know what to take Pritch's hair right off, <laughs> like like to the bone? No, um, yeah, look like looking around now. There's so much gnarly stuff going on now. I don't know if you've seen like that person dropping in on like a bridge and then just base jumping off it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not very good with heights, but like ah, never mind. Yeah. Fuck that. No, I know, tell me about <laughs> it. Give me a line of fucking baking soda or whatever any day, mate. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Anything to do with heights, mate. That's... No, I'm I'm rubbish. That's why I stand a five yeah. foot four and a quarter. <laughs> what do you think about the stuff that's happening now? To when you were doing it back in the day, where it was a kind of free for all, like half the stuff you've done now wouldn't be allowed now. But what do you think of the, the stuff that everybody's kind of doing? Everybody, because social media is popping, anybody can be social media is popping, and you know, like, you know, respect to people as long as they're promoting something good. But I like also, I think there's a lot of negativity that comes with it, you yeah. know, you know, like with. You know, nothing against, you know, these Love Islanders and stuff, but, like, if if you're promoting, like, fucking Botox and fake, you know, like... Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really... Yeah, I just don't care a lot. Yeah. Know? It's all inflows and stuff, but a lot of people... When somebody does something bad, they get shared and retweeted fucking thousands of times. Like, people think the world's a bad place, but if somebody does something good, it doesn't get shared that much because everybody loves drama. Mm, so people yeah. just sell the, share the shit, and that's the difficult thing, but... When you were going through all that then, did you ever get any grief from when you were at the height of everything? You, like, trolling and that wasn't around then, because social media wasn't around, but did you ever get people... Yeah, yeah, like, you know, going back to what I said earlier, you know, now and again, you meet the odd tosser in the mm-hmm. pub, but it was like, look, I'm harder than you type thing. I'm like, look, mate, look, just chill out in there. He's fucking smashing the glass over his head, putting it to my fucking neck. I'm like, you do that, and you're gonna have a fucking, you, you know, you're gonna fucking see the other side. You know? It's mad, but I'm not. Yeah. When, when but then you know the bit, like, you know, touch wood, and you know, thankfully, that was like you know, few and far between. You know, everything was like pretty well embraced. You know, people like we got well embraced. You know. 
Yeah, people accept like these. on a whole. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think you know, I, as opposed to like you know the Yanks and stuff, it was like far more like relatable, and a lot of people, you know, they they seem to enjoy it. How was the live audiences? Do you know what? It was one of the best buzzes of my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Ten thousand people in Reading, ten thousand people in Leeds. Yeah, nothing, you know, like for like you know, just a normal chap, and then you know you get him paid to do fucked up shit, which we were doing anyway. It was pretty like something else who was special. Did you ever feel pressure, try to constantly raise the bar to get laughs and get the wow factor, the shock factor? They, they were like there was always an element to like raising the bar and stuff, but. I don't think we'd really had a problem with that, you know, especially when you got Pritch and Joycey on board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you sad when it kind of came to an end? Yeah, like, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, the way things, like myself and Pritch went into Channel 4, yeah, we did, like, uh, you know, some pilots and stuff, and, yeah. But you know what? All good things have to come to an end at some point, and then... No, it's time to move on then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So what happened? What did you do with your life then once it was kind of, the curtains were kind of coming down a bit on the do, all that stuff? Yeah. Do you know what? Like, like at one point, I was in between checks. And I had to be, you know, for, like for the, you know, for everything and stuff. And I went went to the steelworks for a fortnight. You know, it's, you know, like nothing's, you know, and, you know, I'm a working class lad. But then, you know, now we started up like San Patablo. That's been going really well. And, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. Because obviously people think they see you on the TV and they see uh, MTV. They think you're making millions, but it doesn't work that way. Like Yeah, well, like Harvey Weinstein, he's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, he owes you four million. What's that story again? Yeah, well, basically, like, he bought the rights for, for out in the States. And, uh, yeah. I don't think we'll ever see that. Yeah, fucking bacon. But, never, you'll never see that for that fucking... Yeah, I guess that's just fucking nature, isn't it? But just, there's no way you can fight a case against that. I don't know. We like, we'll have to see. It's, it's something that you know, we'll have to explore. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's obviously going to be explored. But, um, yeah. You know, it's the old principles. Like, we'll just, we'll just see what happens there. Yeah, fingers crossed, man, because it's still your baby. You still deserve to get something if you can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, was there a lot of corruption and backstabbing when it came to all that kind of stuff? Money and contracts and all that bullshit? No. Especially if you're naive to it. Oh, like initially, yeah, yeah, without having an agent and stuff, yeah. You know, it's just like, well, Matthew, you know, but then, you know, the second series and stuff, yeah. You know, we made things right. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It hasn't all been like doom and gloom, you know. Like, yeah, it's great, but when you're young, you think it's gonna last forever. But mm-hmm. were you spending a lot back then? I was spending yeah, quite a lot. Everything yeah. just live, live for the day, kinda mentality. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It was just live. Yeah, yeah live and let live. <laughs> and then we got older, have kids, and we think, fuck me, give me that money back. Uh, do you know what? Uh, yeah, but the kids, the kids are alright so that's the main thing. Yeah. So we just done out of jobs. Then what was it like from being on MTV to then going into kind of a normal job? Yeah, that, that, but that only lasted for like you know two, two weeks. weeks. What, what, so what were you? How were you getting treated though? 
Pardon? How were you getting treated when you were in there? Was people just not yeah, always wanting yeah, to ask yeah, questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, was, it was just like, you know, it was just like proper interview. It was like fucking non-stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like certain people were stoked, other people looked down on you. Yeah. But but you know what? You know, like, you've got to dust yourself off, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you have to be down there to experience being up there. Yeah, of course, man. You know, and uh, like nobody's big in the village, you know. Like for myself... You know, I I rock with all sorts of people. You know, I don't care if you're famous or not. It's about, you know, it's about you know how people treat you and how you want to be treated. Yeah, exactly. Know? Life's a journey. Like, I, I'm the same. Treat people the way they treat you. Like, everybody yeah. breathes the same air. Like, there's no. It doesn't matter what we've got in the bank or who we are. Like, it's just all a persona and a, it's just a shield at the end of the day. Like, we're all fucking equal in my eyes. Like. No, exactly. Obviously, I'm doing well now. I can start looking down on people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm, not, I'm not doing too bad, do you? but like, do you hey, know what, what is this then? So let's promote this straight away. This is a brand, um, yeah, clothing brand. Yeah, a clothing brand called Samba Tablo. Like uh-huh. Myself and uh, Nigel Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Business partner. It's been going for like yeah, it's been going like five years strong. Good man. The shop's doing well. Some classy stuff. Very colourful. Is this for that? Skateboard dust kind of mentality. It's, it's basically, you know, it's it's one of the best streetwear shops in, in South Wales at the moment. And where can people get this shop? Where is that? Yeah, they can find it on www.sampatablo.uk. Uh-huh. What do you think, looking back on that experience then, of the Madgers? The Madgers? Yeah. What do I think? Carnage. Yeah. Yeah, it just completed that the carnage. Is that twenty years or twenty five years? It's t- uh, twenty, 20 years. years. Twenty years, man. He's gonna yeah. get like a an anniversary kind of thing. Hopefully. Yeah, we would like we'll see what happens. Who knows? Who knows? We got been like we all got schedules, we all got stuff to do. Yeah. But it's mega now, you know, you're talking social media, everything's popping and I don't see why not. I think everybody loved it. I think even when it, it never got Another season, I think people were kind of shocked by it because the views were still fucking going through the roof. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, like we went on and did like myself and Pritch did, just, you know, balls of steel, you know, some some other stuff. <laughs> balls of steel was funny. Balls of steel was probably one of the most painful things yeah. that I've ever been through. <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking gnarly, man. Going through a brick wall, like, fucking, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, looking back, I was just think, what was I doing? <laughs> what was I actually doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly, man. Yeah, yeah. Would you have done anything, though? Would you have been willing to do anything to no, create content? No, 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 no. Like, I, I draw the line on certain things. On what? Well, I'm what? Glory holding. <laughs> <laughs> just I, for me. Just, just, I'll, I'll bring in the fifth beetle. <laughs> just bring in the fifth beetle. But um, no, it was it was so bizarre, man. Because I was I was going I was in a really rough like uh, turbulent relationship at the time, and um, yeah, doing a lot of narcotics and stuff for the first. The first series, and I'm like, how on earth I got invited back to the second one, and then we did the third, and then we did like massive balls of steel. Yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah. Channel Four 
Yeah, they definitely put us all pieces. So I'll give you that. Yeah, they don't care, man. They're a free for all as well. Does um does that come a lot of pressure and stress like getting views and figures and trying to do well that like, does that where the alcohol abuse and drug abuse comes in? I think they would like no, no, no. I was just it was just part and parcel of life, you know, like at that moment in time, you know, like few figures. You know, we just leave that, you know, to you know, if we were invited to, you know, to come back and do another show, that, that was just the way it was, you know. Yeah. We like at that moment in time I wasn't really conscious about that, you know. Knowing what I know now, it'd be completely different, you know, just like with anything, you know. I think that's what makes it work though, when you don't care. Yeah. When you are oblivious to it, that which when you start worrying about it, you kind of put more pressure on yourself, and that's when the mistakes kick into play. Yeah, well, I'm not, uh, you know, like I'm not worried about anything now. You know, it's like just happy living, like a good life, San Pablo, which is a great place. You know, like you know, we we got the mountains there, we got the beaches there. You know, perfect reservoirs. Like you like your uh, cold water yeah. swimming, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place up there. You must come one day. Yeah, I definitely will. Yeah. I definitely will. Yeah. I love all that shit. That's what keeps me sane. Even though people think you're insane, it's I feel as if I'm sane. I'm probably, listen, I'm Aaron, I, I'm fucking insane. I you're talk fucking Scottish, yeah. <laughs> of course you're going to be insane. You know what I mean? It's, uh, was you, were you battling hard when you were going through the narcotic stage and that? Was that a long period of time for you? Did Pritchard ever say, look, you're fucking, get your shit together? Oh, Pritch did, yeah, yeah, like at one moment in time. But it was it was more to do with a, like a very, you know, volatile relationship I was going through at, at that moment in time. Did that affect you? No, well, it affected it affected our business. And that's, yeah, that's the only time me and Matthew have really, like, come to loggerheads, yeah. Yeah, because it's a brand, isn't it? Like, yeah, it was, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, yeah. It's something, you know. It's a lesson learned and stuff, you know. Yeah. You right. know, like you know, these days, you know, it would, you know, it would never happen. But like at that moment in time, when you're young, and you think things are gonna last forever, you know. Then, yeah, yeah, it was. But luckily enough, you know, things things are all good, yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear. What about when your dad passed? How? We, what was life like then? Did you struggle with that? Yeah, well, yeah. So, um, yeah, both like both my folks, like I lost them both. Like, Sorry if you yeah. lost, brother. No, 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 no. To rejoice in life because you know, like the time we had together was precious, and um, yeah, it did hit me like a ton of bricks, and I probably did spiral out the control for. A year or two. I beat the, this, that, the other, and uh, yeah, just being a fool. And then you realise, come on, get your shit together. I'm still working on my stuff, you know. It's like it's it's every day, but you know. Yeah. You write your your own eulogy. Didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, fucking make mistakes. Like, my whole speak about this shit, but my dad passed. I spiraled for seven years. Mm. All I done was take fucking drinking drugs. I didn't know how to handle the pain. And was, even when I had um, Joe Kosagi on there again, he was broken when his dad died. Yeah. He hit the drink and the party, and because we just don't know how to handle death. Like, oh, man, you know, like I'm sorry for your loss too, James. Thank and you, man. And like, you know, like Joe Senior, you know, like. 
Oh man, it's it's hard to put into words, you know, yeah. you know, because you know it's it's an escape mechanism. But it's you know, I remember my old man saying to me, "Yeah, look, you'll never find the problem. You know, you never resolve a problem at the bottom of a glass." What was I doing? Just yeah, yeah, bottoms up kind of thing. But it does take your pain for a very small percentage of the day away, but it just enhances it the next day as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the plus side, I, I've got a very good circle of friends and tight family. And, yeah, I'll, I'll get a drink from that one again. Like the whole, like the narcotic side is gone. You know, but it's, you know, it's good to, to have like a smaller bubble, you know, and, you know, people you can really trust. Yeah. Yeah, to move on and... um you know, like the scars will always be there, and you know, legends never die either. No, did it fuck? As you say, the scars are always there, but you just got to learn how to deal with them too. No, absolutely, and, with them. and you know, to be honest, you know, like that's the beauty of living in Patolbat. You know, is you can go mountain biking, or just go for a cycle around the beach now. You know, it's, yeah, you know, it's beautiful. Get a good vibes, nature. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Your mum and dad would have seen you. Living your best life at a young age, just having fun and being successful and doing what you're doing. Like having a son that's on MTV and doing just having fun. I grew up with lads, yes, it was fucking nuts, but still, man, they'd be proud of Oh, they're like, do you know what? Like, they they, they were definitely proud. Like, <laughs> my old man, he wouldn't admit it, but like, you know, my old man, like, he was like a double bass player, you know, mm -hmm. and he, he stood as high as I did, you know what I mean? Like, he was one of those man's man. Like off the head gaskets got in the car, like I'll sort that out, you know. Yeah. You know, proper legend, man. Mm. Like I'm I would like I'm sure your dad, you know. Yeah. It's just you know, like I was blessed, man. And I don't wanna sound, you know, like but like, you know, it, it was great to have him here, like for when we did, you know, for for the time mm. we shared together and it's priceless. And if I could be half the parent to they would to me to my daughters, I'd be a very happy man. Yeah, I'm sure you are, my brother, and more, but it's just all about living and learning and accepting the pain to move on. And listen, man, well, life life is a journey. It's a fucking mad journey at that. It's, it's, it's not easy, man. Like, no matter how well you succeed or what you're doing, like, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm a constant thinker. So I'm thinking, what the fuck is it all about? Like, same here, man. What is it all about? Oh, same here, bud. Same here. Do you know what I mean? Every day I learn something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, the world keeps turning. You know, it keeps evolving. You know, adapt, overcome. You know, it's it's not about, like, you know, oh, like, you know, I've got, like, I've got this, I've got that. You know, like, materialistic stuff doesn't drive me, personally. Yeah. It's about finding your inner strength. Yeah. Yeah, we've all got that as well. That's a scary thing for anybody maybe watching or battling. Big security guard. Um, Somebody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here in downtown PT. <laughs> downtown PT, Sampa Tableau. Big, big mo <laughs> cop there. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Uh, where do you go from here then, brother? From the well, MTV star to having your own clothing range to what's the plans for the future? Uh, like the plans for the future are to be a better person than myself, like learn and, yeah, 
try and stay in the straight and narrow. But more importantly, to be uh, like the best father I can, and you know, make make the shop, uh, you know, proper, you know, take it global. You know, San Pablo, you got San Francisco. You know, let's why not? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Make it a success and just go with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you get that method of thinking to take it global and believing that you're going to take it global? Well, because you like if you if you haven't got hope, well, like what have you got? You know, like you've got to. You like you got to go for stuff a hundred percent, isn't it? If you're not going to go for a hundred percent, what's the point in going for it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, mate. You've got to take your shot. Roll the dice. Roll the dice, pay the price. Exactly, like, mate. That's what I used to do with the kids. Uh-huh. Like, I, I, I was that bad a dad. Like, I right? used to play craps. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, yeah, roll the uh-huh. dice. And they, uh-huh. they came up with the term, roll the dice, pay the price. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it was great for like quick, quick like arithmetic mm-hmm. and stuff for the kids. Yeah. Where's the best place you've ever been in the world? Where's the best place? Oh, obviously, fucking... Scotland <laughs> well, fucking downtown San Pablo I have actually been up Ben Nevis and it was glorious did you climb it? yeah man beautiful huh? no it was great man mm-hmm. yeah it was great yeah it was about four years ago yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's a good climb Easy. it's not as hard as people think it's the tallest in the UK it is the tallest yeah. in the UK I believe yeah but um, yeah it, it was for a charity that uh, was very close to my heart and um, yeah yeah, it was. Do you know what it, it was? It, going up, right? It's completely different to coming down. Down's harder. Down is harder. Yeah. And you know what they actually had? It was it was August time, and they had like an annual like. Do you like you like the, yeah. get up a fastest and stuff? And it was people coming down. I felt like a fucking. Like a bowling ball in the fucking alley, <laughs> like all right. But then it was people, like all right, desiccated legs and shit like uh-huh. that, and like fucking like necks, like proper embraces. It was proper gnarly, man. Yeah, proper gnarly. And I was just like, ah, oh, whoa, this does make Sanchez look like a pile of shit, man. Because mm-hmm. they were going for gold, like yeah. Funny, but like, that's uh, that's what I find my peace and nature. Yeah, no, like, I like definitely, man. That's when I feel alive, like, just out in nature, feeling good, out in the wilderness, no fucking body there, nobody to talk to. If I see somebody in a supermarket that I know, I'll go down another aisle so I can't speak to them. I, I did that actually today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, for once, it wasn't an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, peace and tranquility and happiness... I don't want to sound all hippie and stuff, but that is that's the way forward, I reckon. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about it. I think when you go through a bit of trauma and pain, when you start losing people, you start understanding life a bit more. You start appreciating a bit more, even though we can still fuck up and do bad stuff. And mm-hmm. My eating's bad, but we can still destroy our health and certain things. But we know we're right from wrong. We know what we're doing is wrong, yeah. but it's just hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's, a fun, it's all about finding the life, life balance. balance. Yeah, Like for me, yeah, I have a couple of drinks. You know, now and again, but you know, like trying to eat healthy and you know, just just to get out and get energized, get out into the countryside, get out into the wilderness, you know, yeah, and recharging, yeah, and just yeah. recharging, like you said, you know, is there's nothing wrong with a bit of you know, secludedness, you know, just go away, like like Raul Mort, <laughs> <laughs> take everybody out with you. No, that was really fucking wrong. I, I do apologize to. <laughs> The family there, but uh, yeah, 
Um, no, no, but p- like peace and tranquility and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, is yeah. is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Before we finish up, my brother, would you like to finish up on anything yourself? I'd just like to say thanks for having us, James. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, and if anyone's watching, yeah, com. Check the link before. We'll leave the link in the description box and stuff anyway for people to get in contact. This, spon- this episode is sponsored by... This brand, anyway. Happy you know days. I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, welcome My to brother. the Southern Tambolo, yeah, brother. Thank you. Listen, God bless you, and thanks God for coming on. God bless you, on. too. All the best for the future. Cheers. Hello, everyone. I have now started up my own events company, where I'll be bringing guests from all over the world for a live interview, meet and greet, and questions from the audience. My first guest will be undefeated boxer, Joe Kulzaghi. Tickets are on sale now, for the event in Glasgow on the 29th of January 2022. You can click the link in the description or go on to Eventbrite, type in Jokulzaghi Glasgow and purchase your tickets there. I will hopefully see you all soon for what's going to be an amazing night. You can also watch my podcast on my YouTube channel. The link is in the bio if you'd like to subscribe. You can follow me on my social media platforms to see who my next guest is. Follow me on Facebook at JamesEnglish11, Twitter, JamesEnglish0, Instagram, JamesEnglish2. You can also download these podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Sports Social Podcast Network.